Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voyage to First Vintage. My name is James Frost. And I'm Danielle Frost. Your wonderful hosts. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of requests for um, like what to do in a tasting room and like, my friends have, oh go ahead, sorry. Like from a customer standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Like my friends are like, I go into a tasting room. I have no idea what I'm doing or like how to not look like an imbecile when I go wine tasting with friends. Yeah. And it's really not that hard. Um, nope. A lot of what people are nervous about is that, you know, there are definitely people who are wine snobs out there. And some people feel like they need to be on that level to be comfortable in a tasting room and that's really not not the truth yeah oh yes james is still fighting his cold so yes i still have the plague <laughs> um anyway where was i sorry yeah uh, you definitely don't have to be a wine snob you don't have to really know anything about wine um and so we're gonna do our best at least from our experience and having talked to some people and worked in the industry and having friends in the industry to run through some basic do's and don'ts and things you might want to know to help you feel a little more comfortable going into a tasting room. Yeah. Um, and hopefully shine a little light on the other side of things so, you know, you don't feel intimidated if that's what you feel or you just feel more comfortable going in and um, going in and tasting. Yeah. And... We might give you some pointers on how to sound real smart about wine. Yes, just say everything smells like grapes. Oh, God. That's a winner. <laughs> Don't do that. Why not? That was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. Oh, wait. I got to tell the story. Yeah. Okay, so that whole, that's like an ongoing um, joke that we have when we go wine tasting. I'm sure everybody does it. But so I took this wine sensory class in college and the professor took a pretty mild white wine and spiked it with some flavors. And our job was to go around and try to identify the smells. And so everybody's, you know, going around writing like grass and melon. And I get a hint of hay. White flower and all yeah, that stuff. Those are pretty typical smells of white wines. Um, and then I looked across the table at this other girl who was doing her best, um, but she had been writing down grape as the scent that she was getting from each of the wines. And there's no shame in not knowing any of those things. But it was it was a wine sensory class. Yes. The only the reason it was funny is because you guys had been through the whole class, and this was yeah and midway through. It had it had been explained that like. This is what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah. here are the smells that you want to try to identify. She wasn't just off the street and trying to figure yeah. it out. It had so been explained. Funny. You guys had gone through some things. Yeah. So it was funny. Yeah. But if you're at the level where, yeah, it smells kind of like fermented grape juice, that's no problem because that's what it is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And there's a pretty big misconception that... Um, different wines are spiked with different flavors, and um, I can't speak for or all of them infused. because I'm sure I'm yeah. sure there are some wineries like that. That's their thing, but they will tell Is you it if it's spiked with the juice yeah. infused. Sorry, not spiked. Like if it's spiked. Oh God, infused. With, if, it's infused if it has something mixed in other than just grapes. Yeah, yeah, but yes. 
99% of the time, it's just grapes. And all the, the tasting notes that you see are just the experience that the winemaker had themselves. And that's what they got from the wines, yeah. either the smells things, or tastes. Those are the things that are being expressed. It's not added flavors or anything. Yeah. So I guess that is a good starting point for, you know, if you would, you know, there's no shame in it if you don't understand any bit of the winemaking process. Yeah. It's just grapes crushed, fermented, you know, it's the juice taken out of them. They're ferment, it's fermented and bottled. And that's a very simple overview of it. Yep. Yeah. Can we, can we drink now? Yeah. Open that bottle of wine. Finally been yelling at me about not opening it get it closer to the is that close enough yeah look at those sound spikes it's gonna be horrible <laughs> is that what you wanted yes there you go stop it Jesus. what you want noise sounds like someone's peeing <laughs> sounds pretty cool so, James, I didn't tell you. Whoops, that was loud. No, I was opening. You're oh, okay. supposed to explain what's going on here. We're... Oh, Jesus. You just well, spilled. <laughs> you're moving the glass around. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. Guys, this Trying is not rough. to run into the microphone. It's this not the easiest rough. thing. We just opened up a Smoky Ridge Late Harvest Zen, which is I'm one of my favorite... I'm going to go get the wine away before anything sets. Okay. That's fine. So keep keep going. Okay. I'm yeah, just letting James you know because I'm going to be all over around. the place. Thank no, God we have I wine I dribbled away. once on your hand, and it dripped onto the setup here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so this is like one of my all-time favorite wines, and I feel like I don't know most like birthdays and Christmases, James's parents have been so nice to pick up a bottle or two and give it to me because they know it's my favorite. Or us. Or us, yes. That was James in the background saying, or us. Yeah. What? I said, just because you like it doesn't mean it's yours. Yes, it does. <laughs> They're all mine. That's what it means. Um, So we just used, well, it's called like a, corkscrew also called a church key that's the style of opener oh yeah corkscrew setup that we've got Mm -hmm. you're doing great thanks you're welcome can you hear it though is it annoying uh it's annoying me but good (laughs) don't put it in my wine cheers cheers yeah so when you're tasting wine oh we should talk about what you do before you go into the tasting room so a couple things that you don't want to do right before you go wine tasting is um you don't want to brush your teeth because the minty flavor is going to taste disgusting it's like drinking orange juice after you brush Mm -hmm. your teeth disgusting probably shouldn't drink coffee at least shortly before you go into a tasting room it's just such a bold strong flavor it'll it can linger and overpower some of the notes in the wines yeah so in general i thought actually heard that you don't really want to um eat or drink a lot before well aside from water obviously but you don't want to eat or drink a lot before you you go wine tasting because that'll influence your palate yeah soda water is a good thing to have to cleanse your palate Mm -hmm. 
if you do like stop for a snack yeah or have coffee 15 or 20 minutes before you go yeah um some things we'll just go with some don'ts some more don'ts um don't before you go yeah before you go into a tasting room or before you go out on a trip to go tasting don't wear perfume um because it'll block your ability to smell the wine that'll affect the taste and it also if it's strong um it'll carry over and affect other people's abilities and their experience yeah okay so just a couple months ago we went into a winery to do a tasting and this lady walks in wearing awful awful perfume and yeah no accounting for taste on that one but she definitely just a little helpful thing for her to have known before she went was you know don't put on nearly as much or at least the very least not a very prevalent like not a very strong perfume just don't wear perfume to a tasting room just put on a very mild at most deodorant so you don't stink the place up either but just Uh, the less smell on you the better yeah because it'll give you a better experience and it won't affect and interact with other people's experiences as well just pop that pee that was an S. Oh. No, experiences. Experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't smoke around a winery or tasting room. Yeah. Most places are no smoking anyway, but um, that obviously blocks up some of your scent pathways, and carrying in that scent can really affect other people's experience as well. Yeah. And their ability to... To enjoy the the flavor and aromas of the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get out of the don'ts and into the more fun, the do's. Yeah. What things to do, what things to look out for. Yeah. Not like to be aware of, like scared of, but um, to keep your eyes peeled for to help make your trip more enjoyable. Yeah. So when you walk into a tasting room, the first thing that somebody's going to ask you or you're going to announce is like, hey, I'm here for a tasting. Um, and a lot of the times there will be a tasting fee, just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ranges anywhere from, you know, some places will have free or like $5 tastings. Other places will have up to like $20 tastings per or person. 25 if they're really snooty and hoity-toity. <laughs> Don't be dissing on, we just like lost a, a million followers. Sorry, oh, guys. No. Some places it's for a reason because they only have X amount of capacity or they're looking for serious, serious wine drinkers. Yeah. But in my opinion, most places, you know, should be, if they're open to the public, they should be open to the public. It shouldn't be, I mean. Well, you, we'll just say that's. Okay. Everyone has their own business theory. Everyone has the group that they're going after. So what works for them works for them. For us, this is my philosophy. So I guess I shouldn't be bashing anybody. Yeah, you should not be bashing anybody. Oh, We're fine. not here to bash people. Except Bill Gates. Come at me. <laughs> oh, my God. So many people have been commenting about the very first episode when James said something. Yeah, I don't, I I don't even being, remember. And then Danielle was worried, so I called out Bill Gates. Also, Bill Gates, if you're into wine and you hear this, you're more than welcome to come on our show. Oh, that'd be awesome. Can we please get Bill Gates on here We can try. That is going to be my personal goal. I don't think our, you know, 10 to 12 listeners a day is really (laughs) going to 
catch Bill Gates' eye. If anybody out there knows Bill Gates personally, invite him onto the show for us, please. We can have a, a royal rumble in the Frost household <laughs> with Bill Gates. That'd be so good. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. So you say that you're there for a tasting. Um, Generally, you won't have to pay the tasting fee until the very end. I just wanted to make you guys aware of the tasting fee. And sometimes the fee is waived with a purchase, but don't yeah. feel like you need to purchase. We'll yeah. cover that later, like yeah. how you go about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, you'll be presented with a glass, and uh, they'll tell you a little bit about the wine as they pour. So the first thing that you can do is check out the color of the wine. So... so Tilt your glass a little bit to the side. Like a 45 degree angle. And find something light colored, preferably white, or even like look at it through a window where there's some light coming through. And you don't really need to be, if you aren't super serious, you don't need to be picking apart what exactly is that color. Just kind of make a mental note of it. Take a look at it. See what it looks like. And you don't have to look at the color of the wine. It's just pretty interesting because you know some reds will be like they can be like a brownish red they can be a dark ruby red yeah they can be like a garnet or a brick oh god (laughs) or like this one is very very dark yeah it's not really purpley it's kind of more bricky Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's a very dense wine so it's not you know you don't really see through it yeah it's got a lot of body to it so uh, when James is talking about the body of the wine, go ahead and at least looking at it. It's just for me, you know, I don't know if this is the right way to describe it. Again, not a professional taster think, by any means. Okay, go ahead. The body can also be describing the flavors. Yeah, I think primarily it is but, describing flavor. Yeah, for what I mean for that on the color is, it's a deep enough color that you don't really see through it when there's. You know, more than just the edge when you're looking not just at the edges. Yeah. It's not because it's cloudy or foggy or, you know, there's a lot of debris in it. It's just a very dark, rich color. Yeah. So you've looked at the color. The next thing that you want to do is swirl your glass in a small circle. And so what that's going to do is it's going to bring the liquid to the um, the upper part of the glass and all of the aromas up towards your nose before you go in and sniff it. It also helps oxygenate it a little bit, which helps the wine open up. Mm-hmm. And with fortified or dessert wines, higher alcohol, um, you don't really want to swirl too much because then you'll just be helping the alcohol volatilize off. Mm-hmm. And that will affect your next step, which is smelling. Yeah. And also, if it's a sparkling wine, don't don't swirl it. You'll look like yeah. a noob. Yeah. And you lose some of the fizzy. Yeah. Which is the fun part. Yeah. But that's if it has bubbles in it. So if it's bubbling away, do not swirl. You still (laughs) should give it a sniff. Yep. Go ahead. So to do that, you don't (laughs) need to snort it like Danielle did. What we tend to do is you just put the glass, the bottom lip of the glass, like on your upper lip. Yep. Like just above your upper lip and tilt it up get your nose in there take a couple sniffs can be nice and slow yeah and just kind of make a mental note of what it smells like 
So when somebody's making notes of what wine smells like, they're pulling from past experiences that they've had. And so to me, this wine that we're smelling smells like leather and kind of like a, a smoky, it has like a smoky smell, like campfires, like sitting around the campfire with my family. And everybody's going to experience the wine differently because they've experienced smells differently. Mm-hmm. So and I think part of Danielle's campfire thing is, this is actually the wine we had when I proposed and we were sitting around a campfire. Uh, so hopefully so hopefully that's what's the what connection is being made. <laughs> and also it does smell like a little smoky campfire. Just a hint. I get a lot of dark cherry, kind of dark red fruits. Yeah. And it's all personal. Like if you're going to study to be a sommelier, there's probably things you need to be able to identify. Sure. But if you're just going to go out and enjoy wine you have your own set of flavors and smells that you'll pick up. So if you don't match the tasting notes, yeah. who who cares? As yep. long as you can kind of start to categorize what you like mm-hmm. and identify what you like in wines, that's your main goal unless you're going to be, you know, a high flute and professional yeah. sommelier or anything. So a lot of people will say something like, oh, I get cherry on the nose. And they're saying, oh, it smells like cherry. But you definitely don't have to be saying that. Well, I'm just saying, like, if, yes. if they hear somebody saying, like, yeah. oh, it smells like. No, yes. And I'm trying to help clarify for yeah. beginners <laughs> and people like us. You just want to go into a tasting room, feel comfortable, know what to do. Yeah. So you look at the wine, you give it a little swirl, you give it a a sniff Mm -hmm. and then you take a sip and you can slurp the wine in this case like be rude because i'll give an example here we go (laughs) oh go ahead there we go oh jesus too close too far (laughs) okay so um actually it's it's a lot better for your senses if you do that because you're incorporating air over the wine as you're inhaling basically and carrying yeah, those scents over the back of your don't so much tongue. inhale as just kind of suck some air into your mouth through the wine yeah you don't want to be uh yeah don't breathing don't it in yeah but but yeah so you take a sip and then you swish it around in your mouth maybe pull some air through it like that chew it a little bit just let it sit you let can it mix chew around. it you don't have to no um and then you can either swallow, you can spit. Yeah. So, um, okay, pro tip. When wineries have those buckets out on the bar table or whatever, wherever they're, yep. they're for either dumping out your wine that maybe like you're a DD, you just want to take a sip and then dump the rest out. Yeah. Or maybe this you... is your fourth or fifth winery and you're really feeling it and you're like, yeah. ooh, I should not have any more. Yeah. You can dump the rest of the wine glass into that bucket. Um, Or maybe it's like, you know, the wine isn't your cup of tea, so you're going to politely discard it. Um, Don't put tips in there. (laughs) If they have a tip jar, it will be labeled. Yes. Actually, most wineries don't have tip jars. No. Yeah. A lot of them don't. Um, But don't just assume there's a jar on the counter that's for tips. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked to some people who have fished out fives and tens out of there. Yeah. Um, because people do actually spit in them. They're called spit buckets. Or they dump their, yeah, dump their excess, their extra in there. Yeah. So it can get pretty nasty if it's a busy day. 
Yeah. They do. Not... They do empty them fairly regularly, but yeah, you know, pretty gross though. Yep. Um. But yeah. So, uh, it is appropriate for you to spit your wine out into the spit buckets. Personally. If you would like to. If you would like to, yeah. Personally, I think spitting in public is gross, so yeah. I don't do it. But I mean, like, more power to you if you do want to do that. If you don't yeah. want to swallow the wine and go ahead and just spit it, it's not like a, ooh, this is gross, put. It's like a, okay. I'm I've, pacing myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm pacing myself. the wine. I'm not going to drink all of it because yep. I'd like to taste everything here. And we're going to go to a couple more places today. Yep. So, you know. But also, drinking your, your tasting pour, sip by sip, you should get probably four or five sips out of a tasting pour mm -hmm. um that is perfectly acceptable as well i mean you should always try and not get you know not you shouldn't be there trying to get drunk if you're there to enjoy the wine you should be there to see what they've got experience their their wines hopefully get a chance to talk with whoever's pouring for you learn a couple things yeah when you taste the wine sorry i'm gonna go back to that yeah, i'm gonna jump sense. around a bit um Sometimes the flavor that you taste is going to be different than the smells that you got when you smell the wine, which is interesting to me. Yes. It's so. different chemical compounds well, yeah, in the wine. But anyway, yeah. I just no, wanted to say, say that. Sometimes okay. they do transfer pretty well. Mm -hmm. They cross. So you'll smell something and then you'll taste it. Yeah. And all that is, as I'm guessing a lot of people know, your scent is connected to your sense of taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, what and were then, you going to go on to? Oh, and then um, once you go on to the next wine, if you've been smelling a lot of wines and you're like, man, there's just like this one wine that's kind of just sticking in my nose. One thing that you could do is just smell like the crook of your elbow because the way you smell, like you're uh, already adjusted to it. And so that'll kind of clear out your help. smelling. Yeah, help yeah. reset your nose. Yeah, yeah. so that's, yep. that's a, a tip, tasting tip. Um, I don't think a lot of people do that in tasting rooms. So no. if you get a weird look, then that's yeah. why. But like, it is an effective thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really done that. I usually start to get burnt out by the end of the day. And usually that's when the bigger purchases come because we're a bit looser. <laughs> um, which is something to kind of look out for. You want to pace yourself. Yeah. Um, so I'd say three to four wineries is a pretty big day yeah that is um, a big day because usually you'll taste at least four or five different wines if not more at each place and you know if you hit three wineries that can add up if you're Sorry. drinking all of your tasters all of your tasting pours that can add up to you know maybe three glasses of wine depending on how um judicious they are how nice they're being with their pours sometimes it yeah. can add up to more yeah um sometimes if you are lucky and you've struck up a little conversation with whoever's pouring for you you might get something extra yeah um, sometimes they have something else open that they'll be like hey. speaking of that um some people say if you're gonna buy some some bottles or a case you should ask for if they've got anything special open and that'll kind of open the door for you in my opinion I don't know. I feel like that's a little... It's a little rude. Yeah, it's a little presumptive. That, yeah. Oh, I'm buying some, so I should get something in extra in return. 
Yeah. Um, if they've for, got something else open that they want to share with you, they're going to offer it. Usually, yeah. If not... And if they um, mention it, if they mention something like, oh, well, you know, this other wine is really great that we make... You could always ask, oh, is there any chance I could try that? Yeah, or if, do you have a bottle of that open? Yeah, if, and then, you know, sometimes it'll be on, like, their reserve tasting list. And if you really want to try it, you have to pay for another tasting or buy. If you're buying bottles, it'll be covered. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it's best to go about that gently and yeah. don't don't expect to be getting ex- something extra, even if you are buying you know, a case of wine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I don't like pushing yeah. for things. If it's offered, it's awesome. Um, you can always gently ask, and they probably appreciate that quite a bit more. But, um, just be respectful. Yeah. So once you've done all of your tastings and had a great time because wine tasting is so much fun and people should do it more, next step Enlighten is... me. <laughs> is like payment basically so either you're going to say "Mm, like don't want to take any bottles of wine home today but i'll just cover the tasting fee um sometimes if you get lucky the tasting room person pour i'm not really sure of their title sometimes tasting room manager will be pouring whoever's pouring whoever's helping you out um will waive the tasting fee which is so so nice always appreciated never expected yeah. Um, Expect to pay the fee or buy the bottles to cover the fee. Yeah. That's how we always enter in. And if they do that, then I'm generally like, okay, well, um, I'll just like leave a tip then. So if I'm Instead. not buying a bottle. Yeah. yeah. If or they're... even if we do buy a bottle. Yeah. Sometimes we'll leave a tip. It just depends on, you know, it's like any other kind of service industry thing as the customer. It depends on the service. Yeah. Um, if you get... People who kind of just take care of you enough to keep you moving on through the tasting menu. You don't have to feel like you're locked into a tip. It's not a generally expected thing. Yeah. And same with buying a bottle of wine if or more. If you're there, you do the tasting, you like the wine, and you want to buy a bottle, buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. If you're there, you do the tasting, you like the wine, but you're like, you know what, not enough to buy a bottle. Don't feel pressured to buy a bottle. Right. Um, you know, don't feel like they, you know, even if they took great care of you and you're just like, well, I don't really want to buy anything today. Pay your fee, maybe leave a tip if you feel like it. Yeah. But you don't have to buy a bottle just because you go in. But if you do like it, you might as well buy a bottle as long as it's within your price range. Buy a bottle or two, take it with you because... And share it with your friends. Or just drink it, you and someone special or just yourself. Treat Enjoy yourself. it however you like. Treat um, yourself. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to cover? Yeah. So when you are tipping, when we're talking about tipping, it's generally like three or four bucks that I generally leave, but it's really up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think four or five bucks. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like at a bar, you don't have to feel like you need to tip if they made you, you know, if they poured you, you or your group, 15 tasters, you don't have to tip per glass or anything. No. You just... Oh. Sorry, that 
brought up another thing that I forgot to mention earlier that if you're taking a big group like I'd say more than four or five people you should definitely make a reservation yeah typically most places six groups of six or eight or larger in that range six to eight that's their cutoff for just being able to walk in yeah it's really rude to take like a huge group of people in because they're not expecting you and what no I'm listening oh you made a face <laughs> I'm trying to breathe quietly. Oh. <laughs> I love You're drunk. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not drunk. You're on yet. the war path. Um, but yeah, so just let them know that you're coming, um, and then they'll be expecting you and be able to um, give you the the service that you deserve. Yeah, and most appointments like that with a large group, there's no no extra cost. They just want to be able to have the space yeah. for you. They want to be able to either make sure that they'll be clear space at the bar for at the you know if they have a little bar they pour at or a little side a table off to the side not to stick the group out of the way but to make sure that you all can be together and that they can serve all you um, efficiently and make sure they can spend some time with you to teach you about their wines um, yep. make sure you enjoy yourself. Can you hear that? I don't know. Well, obviously you couldn't hear that, but I feel like my throat just gurgled and yeah. they definitely heard that. Oh, I could hear it over here. Oh. It sounded like you burped. <laughs> I didn't. Not that time. Okay, anything it, else though. we need to jump around to? Sorry. <laughs> well, I wrote things down so we had a I know. nice list and you didn't didn't want to stick to it. Nope. That's fine. We got everything covered. I'm a rebel. Yeah. No, you're just a bottle of mead in. That's true. We did, like, <laughs> pound a bottle of mead, which probably wasn't a good idea before no. we recorded this. Yep. And now we're drinking this delicious Late Harvest Zin from Smoky Ridge back yeah. in California. Out on Carson Road. They're Actually, amazing. the first place I had gainful employment. Yeah. Hey, Kirk and Wendy. They're our favorite. Oh, we really shouldn't have favorites, but they are. Yeah. We have lots of favorites, but they're way up at the top there. Yeah. They hold a special place in our heart. Yep. And if oh. you're ever in the Sierra foothills around Placerville, California, yep. and you're looking for some wine, go see if Smoky Ridge is open. Oh, They'll take yeah. care of you. Part of the year, they run a farm stand as well. Yeah. They do apples, pears, peaches, plums, olives, all sorts all of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Figs. They're really, really great people. Yeah, they're fantastic folks. Um, But back to our business. Anything else we need to talk about today? Yeah. So I want to talk about Instagram because it's fun. Yeah. So I think we have about like 260-ish followers now. So I've been, you know, scrolling through everybody's Instagram pages and... I made a list of hilarious Instagram handles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Danielle's pun list is coming out. <laughs> so good. I feel like we needed to be cleverer with our voyage to first vintage. It's just missed opportunities. But No, it isn't. I it's don't know. Perf- it perfectly encapsulates what right. we're doing. Are you ready for these? No. We'll never be ready. <laughs> Okay, the first one is, you're my boy, Brew. 
B-R-E-W. That's not wine related. No, it's not, but it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. What, I know that it's supposed to be, you're my boy, Blue. I don't know what that's from, that's though. That's from, oh, the Will Ferrell movie. Uh, I don't know. Do you hear my stomach? That's my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> we are one and the same um, now. Um, old school. That's what it is. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Why know the poo? Like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. That one's good. That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Doctors without Bordeaux. It's funny (laughs) because Bordeaux is... They're painfully sober. (laughs) Bordeaux is a grape varietal. No, no, it isn't. Oh, what is it? It's a region in France. (laughs) I'm funny. Obviously, I don't know about wine. It's just we're we're being ourselves. We know some things and we're trying to help you guys out with what we know yeah but obviously we don't know everything so we're we're learning alongside a lot of you and hopefully if we learn something before you we can share it with you and then we're all on the same playing field Mm -hmm. because i think it's a bit more fun that way than being experts speaking down to people because we're not experts yeah i think it's a lot more fun just to have a conversation and share some stuff with people than than try and be the experts and do all the research and then be like well this is this and that's that and that's how it is yep so actually sorry go on oh that's okay i'll get off my soapbox (laughs) this next one actually reminded me that we forgot to talk about something in the wine um Mm. in this podcast it's called loose tannin wine club instead of loose cannon (laughs) well we talked about flavors we can go more in depth when we do a a tasting episode with our friends yeah let's do that so tannins just as an overview is a tasting note so when you taste the wine and it kind of feels like your tongue is like almost sticking to the roof of your yeah, mouth when it like kind of dries your mouth out a little yeah, bit that, that means then, the wine has high tannins well it has tannins. tannins oh yeah there's we'll get deeper into that when we go through and actually do some tastings yeah okay another wine related instagram and this is wine related um it's called back that glass up yeah <laughs> that one made me laugh that's so risque. <laughs> you sure that we can do that without marking this episode explicit? No, we definitely will. <laughs> Mark it as explicit, I mean. Okay. And then the last one was Wine Wankers, which I thought <laughs> was really funny. That is a good one. I think that's the best one. <laughs> if you have an interesting Instagram handle, God, I'm slurring my words. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> because yeah. they're fun and yeah. they make me laugh. Um, and you might be called out on our podcast so yeah so in other that wasn't really clerical stuff but getting into our clerical things for the end of the episode <gasps> Can we call for it you clerical folks. corner sure okay the clerics clerics, the clerics corner. corner but clerical things um you can always follow us on instagram at hey, voyage to first vintage danielle does a lot of stuff mm-hmm. i kind of just look to see how things are going and then get the hell out of there um <laughs> It's true. You can find us on Twitter at Voyage underscore first. That's me tweeting the very, very boring tweets. Not very often, so I need to up my game on that. Yeah, you do. Where else can they find us? Facebook Facebook. Page? We on Facebook, finally. At, not at the Just, at sign, but Voyage to First Vintage will be is the page. Yep. Find us um, there. 
We have. You can email us. Yes. At voyage to first vintage at gmail. If you dot have. Com. Oh yeah, dot com. Whatever. Yeah. And if you have stuff that you want to hear on the podcast, or you just want to like reach out to us and talk to us about wine, if you have questions about going and tasting or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, we have a website. Yes. Through Captivate. Oh, I don't know what the. Thing I don't is. know either. Let me see. Let just, me see. Let just me search see. Captivate Voyage to First Vintage. I feel like you'll or find just... it. If you like a podcast and you like hearing our lovely voices, then you can um, pay whatever amount you want, basically. There's... I'd like to tell them the tiers. That's what I was trying to look ah, up. To. James is looking up the tiers. Well, no, I'm trying to look up our website. Uh, whatever. But we have some pretty cool tier like names that we made up because we're clever as fuck. Now we yes. can mark it as explicit. There we go. <laughs> our website is voyage-to-first-vintage.captivate.fm. God, that's the most... If nothing else, just go to our Instagram, click the link in the bio. That'll take you to our website. Um, You can find us wherever. I'm going to look up our Patreon stuff real quick. Okay, do it. We're going to have to explain the names of the Patreon tiers, though. That's where we're going to. Okay, cool. I'll just sit back here and drink my wine. Oh, Smoky Ridge, you make such beautiful wines. Oh, Danielle, you're so drunk. You're wrong. Our Patreon levels are $2 a month, your divine patron. Divine. Vine is the pun. It's punny. $5 a month. And you'll, if you are interested, just go to the site to check out the, the benefits yep. for being a patron. Or if you just want to support us, that's always nice as well. Yeah. But we'll try and make it worth your while, if not more than worth your while, if you do decide to support us. No pressure. Because we love at all. you. No pressure. This is more for us for fun right now than anything else. Full disclosure, I might be drunk now. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, our second tier is five dollars a month, and that would make you a glue glue doll. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and so glue glue is uh, kind of a stolen French phrase to describe a wine that's very drinkable. Um, so I've heard it used a lot on other podcasts, and it made me laugh. And it made me think of the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, So that's where that all came from. And I thought I was very clever with it. And punny. Popping those peas over here. And then our next higher level is $10 a month. And that is effervescent aficionados. (laughs) That's just another attempt at a pun. Yep. So effervescence is like almost bubbly. Yeah, not quite actual carbonation in your wine or bubbliness. But it kind of makes your tongue tingle. Yes. So make our tongues tingle. And then our big one for all you rich folks <laughs> out there. That was really, I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. Go on. That's staying in. <laughs> for all our rich listeners out there, you can become part of our founders group. It's only $1,000 a month. <laughs> and That's a steal. And, well, you got to hear all the benefits first. I'll run through this one because I think it's kind of silly. It is. Um, you have to do 12 months of patronage at $1,000 a month. But then we will name a block in our future vineyard after you. That's right. You'll get full access to the vineyard and winery for events and openings and releases and 
just if you want to come up and have some fun, we'll invite you. We'll have you over. Whatever. Guys, start saving up. It's only $12,000. You can do it. I know. We'll see. <laughs> we might have 100 people at that. But it is limited, I think, to 10 people. Yeah. Um, because... We, because we don't expect we you to pay that much. Only we'll have so many blocks to name after people. Also that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. We don't have much up there now. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. If we've got a post, we'll probably be putting another post or two up there soon. And as we get some patrons in, we'll really ramp it up. Yeah. And like I said in a previous episode, um, we'll start adding some more benefits to that as we think of them and as those opportunities become available to us Um, one thing that i mentioned is that i really want to get some art design done um that has our logo in it and then a logo um, which we still need to create yeah that and um well maybe not at the time this podcast airs who knows who knows at the time Um, of recording we don't have much anything other than our little picture with the words over it that's right so I want to get like a vinyl sticker or some kind of like branding to mail out to you guys so you can wear our stuff, our merch with pride. Yes. So we can turn you into our own little marketing machines. That's right. <laughs> Cult. Hopefully it'll Join just look good wine. and Cult. be silly, be yep. funny, and in you guys meantime, will enjoy it. I'm going to pour myself some more wine. I think Danielle is officially shutting down this podcast by being too drunk. So, anything else before we leave, Danielle? No, I think that's it. Okay, you sure? <laughs> I think that's all. 100%? No. No? <laughs> no. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Okay. Well, we appreciate you, appreciate <laughs> you guys sticking with us for this long. Thanks um, for listening, guys. We'll keep interviews and more interesting episodes coming. We'll hopefully have an update for you soon as well. That's right. Go out um, there and taste that wine. Yeah, and go out and enjoy yourselves. If you've got any questions, anything you think we might be able to help answer for you or look into with you, let us know. Uh, yeah. Please reach out to us. We love the interactions we've been having with you guys so far and we can't wait to have more. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon.